Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the latest PR Moment Podcast. On the show today, we're talking about the results of the PRCA's governance review with Ray Eglinton, who is a board member of the PRCA and Group MD of Four Communications. Before we start, a quick plug for our next couple of webinars. Uh, we've got LinkedIn as a marketing channel coming up next week and, and a week after that, the March of PR, which uh, where we're going to be talking about the increasing dominance of earned media ideas in integrated marketing. Ray, welcome. Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. Nice to join you. An absolute pleasure. Um, so we're going we're going to in a little bit um, of the the, the whys and the whereals of of this governance review in a moment or two, but just give us a, a bit of a. It's clearly been long anticipated this governance review. It's um, for reasons we'll come on to. I suspect that the results maybe took a little bit longer that to come out than than people were were initially thinking when it all started. Um, but yeah, what are the what are the top top line results of this this PRCA governance review? Well, I think the, if I was to summarise it um, in one sentence, this, this is about creating uh, a structure that gives a platform for the next phase of PRCA's growth. Um, there's been you know, very uh, significant growth expansion geographically in terms of services, in terms of members over recent years. And it's probably got a bit ahead of the governance of the organisation. So we were tasked with... Um, looking at how the processes and the structures could be reviewed against uh, global best practice, both in private sector firms and in in, um, in membership bodies. And that's what um, we, and with our partners, with an external firm that we appointed after, uh, you know, competitive tender um, have been doing. And that's involved um, huge amounts of consultations. So 50 or more, individual and group interviews with members, with staff at PRCA, with um, interested uh, bodies, involved a full um, uh, a survey of all members were able to join. And as I say, that the huge amount of sort of desk research and looking at, at, at what the others do. And it's really come up, I think, with um, uh, some significant changes across a number of areas. Firstly, we're going to completely rework the memorandum and articles of association of the of the organization now that, that's what you see sitting at company's house you can look up for any or any company and it's the it's the rules of how you operate right it, it, it tells you what you can and can't do as a as a as an organization um we've recommended a, a, a change to the structures of a lot of the um uh, bodies that are part of the PRCA with a fundamental um, flagstone remaining in place. And that is that we, we still make sure that there's the opportunity for participation, for representation, for engagement by members, um, which is so important. That's why people join because they want to be part of the industry and contribute so that we have those structures, but that there's much clearer accountability, transparency, um, authority, um, and in a number of areas, independence. Um, what does that What does that mean, anyway? Because I always, sure. I mean, it's part of the role of a trade body, right? There's there's lots of committees and groups and yeah. specialism, specialist areas, and all that. 
and it, you know it's all about engagement isn't it i guess to, to a large yeah. extent um but i suppose yeah there is there is those things need to have some power otherwise they're worthless aren't they is that what you're sort of alluding to there that we're trying to you're trying to give a trying to kind of bring do a, few, a bit less of that stuff but maybe give them a bit more authority well that's a really good way of putting it ben actually so so um yeah maybe a bit less but definitely um uh, giving more authority and clear authority so people knowing what it is that the, the bit that they're part of the bit that they're participating in can and should be doing okay. um and and how 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 they uh how they get the resources to do that how they get budget to do that how many people are involved etc etc so, so something I should be saying something like I don't know the PR council for example which is quite quite a large group of fairly senior PR people they'll have a a, 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 more, a tighter terms of reference in essence is kind of just for an example I mean we could you know there might be one other you want to point out but yeah, I just so I think to, mind. terms of reference how people are appointed um you know how they're um how long that they serve so for example let, let's take um as you take an example of the management board which will become an important part of, of of overseeing the operations of of the prca currently the board is i think is over 30 different directors um uh, and has some you know fantastic people on it people who've you know really contributed a huge amount of time over the years that will slim down that will slim down to um a total of 10 people um eight of them will be from within the industry and they'll be selected by a general council which has representatives from every member there'll be a clear election process so it's, it's transparent you know how people are selected and, and why they're chosen um we'll have two independent directors on that um on that board so there's an element of independent oversight and input coming in that board will also oversee an audit and risk committee. So there's clear management of the finances of the organisation. It will oversee a nominations and remuneration committee so that senior executives within the PRCA, how they're chosen, how they're appraised, how they're evaluated and how they're rewarded is, um, is again, done transparently and according to um, best practice from across you know, private and, and private sectors and membership organisations. So, so it's, it's bringing a bit of order and process to the proceedings. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And within that, making sure that for all those boards and groups that people are chosen transparently, they know what it is that they're doing um, uh, and and they, they have limited terms so that we constantly refresh who comes through within the organisation there will be a, a much clearer um, review and complaints procedure. The standards, there will be a standards board that um, has significant external presence, independent people sitting on it. So if you're a member and you wish to raise a, a concern or a complaint, you can do that and know that it will be handled. If you're a member of staff, you can do that and know it will be handled clearly and professionally. And again, like every well-run company or organization you know have these things and it and it's simply a case of ensuring that they those those um those processes and systems are in place here and is that i was going to ask on that is as a non-profit as a, as a member organization 
it, does the governance of an organisation like the PRCA, not just the PRCA, is that, is that, does that have a slightly different accent to it or a slightly different form than it does in an organisation like Ford, for example? Or are you basically saying that actually they're broadly very, very similar? I think it's a really good question because I, I think one thing, as we've seen over the last few months, is when you're a membership organisation, a review of this sort is played out much more publicly than it might be in a company like Four, where we're we're very rigorous within our own company on on governance and how we run that business. It just we we don't necess- we don't have to run that process in front of thousands of members. Um, but I think for a membership organisation, you know the, the 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 thing that's absolutely critical in all of this is transparency. Uh, I think members want to be able to see how things run how people are chosen to play different roles in the industry, how the uh, how the organisation operates. And so that's probably the key thing that's um, differentiated is just that you, you need really uh, a lot of transparency to the members. And, and members of any membership organisation want to see value in, in what they get. The, the PRCA provides huge value. And, you know, the board um, earlier this week Rena came in, presented the things that have happened over the last few months. There's an incredible amount of work goes on at the PLCA. Yeah, if anything, I'd argue too much. It it does so much. If anything, I think it tries to do too much. But yeah, I agree. It does a huge amount of things. Just for anyone who hasn't followed this debate, um, do you who has listened to this podcast going, okay, right, well, that's all very interesting, but but why? Do you just want to give us a little bit of, you know, the back? there's a lot of background, right? So so you, you give us a summary, but why was it that the PRCA felt it needed to have a governance review? Well, the, so this was, um, this was discussed and agreed by the board back in September of last year, and that was the first board meeting of, that Sarah... Schofield, who's our, the current chair of the PRC, that was her first board meeting as chair. And she set that out as one of her key priorities. Now, that's really not unusual in any organisation. A new chair comes in and says, one of the things I want to do is just look at how things are run uh, and and the formality of how that is done to ensure that it's it's working against best practice. And and so, you know, I think that was a, that's not unusual for that to happen. I think the timing was really important for PRC because it's grown so quickly over the last four, five, six or more years. Again, it's not unusual for an organisation that grows so quickly to perhaps the the way it does things slightly accelerate ahead of the rules that it's got to govern how it should do things. And so it's a kind of catch-up process there um, as much as anything. And I, and I think... Um, you know, one key thing that came through all of the interviews and research and so on, there's a huge amount of goodwill and support from members, but they want to be sure, are we are we operating, as the PRC operating, to, um, you know, in UK and global best practice? And that, that's really what this is about and what's yeah. been about. Well, we only to let, take a glance at the CVI, don't we, to to, to know the, the the importance of of good governance and, and the importance of reputation for trade bodies. So it was it was clearly an important element to do. Just when you talk about the changes, how I mean, how quickly? I mean, those those sorts of things can't be implemented all overnight, can they? What what do you what, what's the rollout look like for this sort of stuff? 
Well, so, so the first thing to say is, as a governance review body, we have to follow the existing governance to change the governance, yeah. right? So that means that we'll, we're now going into a detailed period where we'll, um, th there's a, an expanded working group will now oversee the next stages. And that's about doing things like developing what those new processes are in detail, getting the drafts of the new memorandum and articles of association, et cetera, et cetera. The idea is that all of that will be prepared and agreed at uh, an extraordinary general meeting, uh, which we're aiming to hold in September of this year. That point, the idea would be that that members have the chance to review and uh, agree on things. The new member arts, a new uh, management board, a new president, which is a new role that will um, then take us forward to the next formal AGM, which would be the following uh, April or May, I think, is the is the schedule. So, so that's the that's the key next step if you like is an egm to get things formally agreed so in a sense this is a, a proposal i imagine it'll be a proposal that will be that will be voted in but it's not going to come in to start being um put into practice until sort of september type time it's, so the the first changes formal changes will, will happen in september and, and you you know we met with the um the staff of the prc this morning a very um uh, enthusiastic supportive group they're, you know, the message to them, and they, they've got it, is because they're doing it is business as usual, and they're they're doing like business as usual, and so they're doing a really good job. Um, this stuff will, assuming members agree, and we we we're sure they will. The board saw this earlier this week; it was very supportive. Um, we had a meeting this morning with chairs and a wider group of the um, senior um, people involved with the PRCA. All you know, all the responses so far has been very positive. But but it this is something clearly it's a it, it will involve some significant changes. Members will have the chance to um, review those and vote on them. But we're very confident that when people look at them, go, you know, the view is, yeah, this makes a lot of sense, and it's and it really will take us forward constructively into the next phase of our development. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you um, vote? Yes, I guess would be the the one. Um, yeah. Just on the, you mentioned the, the president. Is that is that a is that a, a, a figurehead to, to to work alongside the the, the the new CEO whenever he or she uh, joins? Is that right? Y yes, exactly. And um, the, the president will be somebody that will be voted for by the general council. The idea um, is that probably someone that's that role probably changes each year. Um, at the same time, there will be a vice president voted each time. It will then step up, so there's a there's a kind of handover period, which means a good consistency, and that would be from someone from within the membership and and whose role is, yeah, be a spokesperson for the industry, be a face of the industry, be a powerful voice for yeah. the industry. But that you know that over time, clearly there'll be you know various industry leaders going through that. Um, role. And that's, uh, I think, quite an exciting new opportunity for senior um, people within the sector. Yeah. Um, well, that's and that's very different from how it how it how it used to be, wasn't it? I mean, in the um, in recent times, Francis Ingham, in essence, became the spokesperson for the PRCA and and worked to, to aspect from a potentially for, for to an extent to, from the, the to the wider um sector um profession as well um and we should just mention that shouldn't we because clearly um francis Ingham, your your ex uh ceo passed away 
age what 47 um during this governance review um and uh, you know again for people who are not aware it's it's widely it's widely known it's widely reported he he, he had he, he passed away due to complications from, from mental health issues um and liver damage caused by alcoholism was 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 the was his um with the difficulties that he experienced as a CEO, was that was that covered in the governance review at all? Um, well, first, I'd just like to say because I, I mean, I, I'm not um, party to any of the details of of um, of, of Francis's um, death. Therefore, I, 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 I'm not sure I agree or comment on the the, the points you've just made about him. Because, but I, I can talk about the governance. Um, review. As I say, that governance review started in um, in September of last year and and was a a key plank, I think, of um, of uh, of Sarah's tenure as a chair coming into that. And I, and I think you know, as I say, it it was there it, a key reason why it was needed was just because of the growth of the PRC and how quickly it had grown and how it's in, across so many new areas where the existing structures and processes and memoirs didn't really um didn't really cover and, and i think you can take that as a uh, a sign of the success of francis and I, th I think one of the um key things that has come up from everybody is talking is they recognize very clearly just how much the prca grew in you know in membership financially in international reach um under that tenure of francis and, and you know i think everyone is very clear in recognizing that and um uh, and that's a great uh, legacy that he will leave in 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 that. Okay, Reglinton, thanks so much for that insight. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.